Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast Present, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. We love those dudes. We love all of you. This is the most popular podcast among my buddies. This is the one where I get text messages from guys like Chuck and BJ and other folks that listen and chime in on with their thoughts. Love it. This is like the most popular podcast we have. Thank you for that. Please spread the word to anybody you know that likes podcasts or likes making the NFL games a little bit more interesting. I think I said we're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm going to say it again because those guys are awesome. Thank goodness for DraftKings Sportsbook. Any line we ever give you, and we record at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time, is always directly from DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker. I think you know this. Former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. You can check me out on social at Ross Tucker NFL. Whatever social you're on, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, I'm there. I'll be on the sideline Sunday for Eagles Niners. So you can see what the press box food is like at the link in Philly. You can see what beers I have Friday and Saturday night if you're following me. And any insight I provide, of course, into football. All of our shows are available YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and You can always just see the highlight clips of the other shows by following Ross Tucker Pod on Twitter or Instagram or on Facebook. So if you don't want to watch or listen to the whole college draft or fantasy feast or Ross Tucker football podcast, you can get what we deem to be, you know, the most notable comments from like Greg Cosell on a Thursday or whatever by following those platforms. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL is a great way to consume the show. Some people like to be able to see our facial expressions. I like seeing Steve's facial expressions when he's making a joke or making a point or saying the Saturday teaser of the year, which got us both three units. So glad I went on in on it with that extra unit with you yesterday or last week, Steve. Check him out at Fezzik Sports, only at Fezzik Sports. There's an at real Steve Fezzik out there. Everybody report him. Everybody report him. Let's get him kicked off Twitter again. 
because he's a liar, he's a scam artist, and he's an imposter. And I even have guys I know from college that he tricked, believe it or not. Don't let him trick you. Report him. I'm going to do it right after the show, Steve. I'm going to report him because he acts like he's the co-host. He'll post like the graphic of the show and be like, oh, Ross Tucker and I did this today. Only at Fezzik Sports, only pregame.com. Steve, uh, last week was a good week. You were up three units. I was up one unit for the year. You are now up eight units. I'm up 40 units for the year. Uh, We'll start with the Chiefs and the Jags. I leaned to the Jags getting the eight and a half. Trevor Lawrence got the backdoor cover like I thought he might with that field goal late in the game. But that was just a lean. You and I teased the Chiefs down to minus two and a half and the Eagles down to minus one and a half. Didn't really feel like either one of those was ever really that that in doubt, Steve. Three-unit play. We don't do it often, but we did it and we hit it. And I know a lot of our listeners came in on that one with us. That was pretty nice. The people's teaser hits, Ross. Got to feel good. And, you know, frankly, a lot goes wrong with the Mahomes injury in the Kansas City game, and we still get there. I actually upgraded Kansas City by half a point. Now you got to downgrade them for the Mahomes situation, but just for that performance, because with Henny or with a completely compromised Mahomes, Kansas City and Jacksonville are pretty comparable teams, and I thought Kansas City handled the adversity very well. How about my boy, Chad Henney? Two for two, Steve. He's from Why Missing, Pennsylvania. He went to Wilson, which is uh, the big powerhouse school where I'm from. L- literally next door. We-, we border almost the entire school district, borders each other. Two for two in the last three years, coming in in playoff games and getting it done for the Chiefs. 98-yard touchdown drive. Remember a couple years ago, he got those first downs against the Browns to milk the clock out in the divisional round. Chad Henney's a divisional round hero is what he is. Let's go Giants-Eagles. The Giants were getting seven and a half. This is just a bad play by me. I I thought it'd be a close game after what they did uh, against the Vikings. I took the Giants getting seven and a half. They got annihilated by the Eagles, 38 to seven. I lost two units there. My question for you, Steve, I think this is an important one. How much does that change your opinion about the Eagles, if at all, going into the NFC Championship. That the Eagles, after a month where Hurts was hurt, they didn't look great, it looks like the Eagles are back to when they were the best team in the middle of the season. Does that affect your power rating, or you just say the Giants are frauds? Oh, it completely affects my my rating. Yes, the Giants are frauds. Yes, when the Giants play the Vikings, two of the big, most fraudulent teams in the NFL, and one team covers twice, namely the Giants, they're probably overrated. Um, but nevertheless, even if you're playing a mediocre team and you beat them 38-7, to 7, you're going to get a power rating bump. I, I raised the Eagles actually a point and a half. That's a, a significant adjustment this late in the year. Why? We didn't know the health of Hurts. He didn't look 100%. He didn't look far from it, however, because of that. I raised the Eagles one point for the performance and additional half point for Hertz being healthier than I had anticipated. 
So this is another question I have because I want to get your perspective on this. Do we, and we'll get to this a little bit when we get into the conference championship games. And as a reminder, this time of year is a great time of year to ask your questions of Steve because we get to them. We, we get to a bunch of them in the off season. Yeah, we'll talk about March Madness and we'll talk about the Masters and we'll talk about the Kentucky Derby. We'll talk about betting other sports in the offseason, but we also do a lot more theory stuff in the offseason. Uh, we bet the heck out of the NFL draft, so you need to keep listening each week. But we also talk and answer a lot of your questions in the offseason. And the way I always look at it is, is if somebody else has that question, I bet like thousands of you have that question. Here's mine, Steve. The second question. Do we tend as betters, whether it's the public or the pros, do we tend to overrate the previous week's performance too much? And I mention that because I've seen the line movement with the Eagles and the Niners. I've seen the line movement with the Bengals and the Chiefs. And I feel like everybody you talk to is saying, Eagles, Bengals, Super Bowl. Bengals, Eagles, Super Bowl. Everybody. But the week before, people weren't really saying that because the Bengals didn't look good against the Ravens, and they should have lost or could have lost if Tyler Huntley doesn't do that, you know, quarterback sneak over the top thing and fumble. And then as well as the Eagles hadn't really looked good the last few weeks, and they were playing a Giants team that looked great. That didn't seem to matter at all in the divisional round, how they played the week before, whether it's the Giants, how they had played, how the Eagles had played their last time out, how the Bengals had played. Do we do pro betters or is it just the public overrate the previous week's performance too much? I think both, frankly. I think it's an old cliche, but it's really true that no NFL team is as bad on a bad performance as they look or as good as a good performance. I'll use an example. I don't know the answer here. I do know in college football for years, the team that was the number one home field advantage was Boise. Why? And I'm going somewhere with this. Boise wore dark blue uniforms and they had blue turf. Camouflage, Ross. Hard for the opposing quarterback to see where the secondary was. Advantage Boise. Well, how brilliant are the Bengals? They come out. I mean, they wear orange and black. It's, it's the Buffalo field is painted in white. And here come the white unis with the white helmets for the Bengals, camouflage. I think no one else talked about that. I think that was an advantage. I think that helped to throw um, the the Bills offense off with uh, what the Bengals did. Anyone who saw Die Hard 2 knows how important it is to wear white with Colonel Stewart in a snowstorm. <laughs> um, all right. The next game, let's get to the Sunday games. Um, Bengals were getting five. I think that might have closed. Did that close at six? It did go up to six. And the narrative took over about the O-line issues and the problems. But you know what? Those problems were there on Monday when the line was four. And yet it just kept getting fed up because that narrative got circulated around that Burrow wasn't going to, they weren't going to be able to protect him. Well, zing, he throws the ball out every two seconds. Just a tremendous game plan by the Bengals. Totally agree. Uh, he was. They have a good coaching staff, and he's super smart. I had the Bengals for two units getting the five. I thought it'd be a close game. It wasn't. 
The Bengals dominated two units for me there. You lean to the Bills, Steve. You you also thought the O-line issues would be t- – I mean, it was tailor-made for the Bills to win. Snow game at home, Steve? Yeah, I've been a lot of snow in Buffalo. You know, I've, all I can think of it is maybe the cumulative effect of all these natural disasters, these two epic snowstorms in Buffalo, the Hamlin injury and the um, – Stress associated with that, the extra travel, going to Detroit, an extra road game, finally caught up to the Bills, potentially. Last but not least, we had the Cowboys and the Niners. The Niners were laying three and a half. I took the Cowboys for two units. You lean Niners. I got to be honest with you, Steve. Like, the Giants was just a bad bet by me. The Cowboys, I kind of feel like I was on the right side. I mean... Dak gives him a field goal with the interception in his own territory. He takes away a field goal with the other interception. I mean, the Cowboys were clearly the better team in the first half. Now, the Niners ran it better in the second half. The Niners won the game. Niners deserve the credit. But um, let's put it this way. If they played again, Steve, I would take the Cowboys in the three and a half again. I agree. I think I would take the Cowboys in the first half plus the three for sure. The fourth quarter, the Niners, Dallas did look like a tired team. This was their fourth straight road game. But you nailed it. At the end of the first half, uh, it's 6-6. And Dallas is in the red zone. So that means they're supposed to score about four and a half points. And the Niners aren't going to get the ball. So Dallas is going to be up four and a half going into the second half where they get the ball. They're supposed to win. They're favored to win at that point. And Dak throws a horrendous interception, which means they don't get a field goal. They don't get a touchdown. And the Niners ultimately get a field goal. So about a seven and a half point turnaround on that one play. uh, That was the difference. And ultimately Dallas loses by seven. So for the week, I was up one unit. You were up three. For the season, I'm up 40. You're up eight. We were 1-0 and on our best bets with that uh, three-unit teaser. That now puts us 23-17 and on our best bets for the year, a 58% strike rate. This is interesting, Steve. We have a 61% strike rate when we have a best bet on a line. We have a 53% best bet strike rate when it's a teaser and it's 50% when it's a total. So when you and I are on the same side of a line this season, it's 61%. This is all the data, by the way, you can get if you become a Tuckheads member at patreon.com slash RT media. Our guy grades posts all of this stuff and it is absolutely glorious. Almost as glorious, Steve, as getting the greatest Valentine's Day gift for your loved one ever at myfrontpagestory.com. You guys don't know what to get your significant other. I'm telling you, do this. You either fill out an email of five questions or you talk to a writer for five minutes while you're driving. Tell them how great your significant other is, wife, girlfriend, I don't care, whatever you got. They write the most unbelievable story. It's beautiful. Looks like it's on the front page of the newspaper. It's framed pictures of her or the two of you. And it's just amazing to be able to say to her, I had a story written about you. Just sounds like the most romantic gift of all time. And then when she reads the quotes and everything you tell her, she will cry. I'm just telling you, she's going to cry 
when she sees the quote about how great she is from you. That's myfrontpagestory.com. And if you use the code RTFP10, you get 10% off. Um, I, I will say this too. I'm going to throw an additional mention in here. Westshorehome.com slash Ross. Just go there and check out the pictures or the videos. I remodeled two of my bathrooms upstairs. Thanks to these guys. Check it out. Just look at the pictures and videos. I don't even need to say anything else. Look at the before and after pictures, before and after video. Westshorehome.com slash Ross. That would actually be a pretty sweet Valentine's Day gift for someone. We move on, Steve. No, no, not yet, Ross. We don't move on. We remind all the gentlemen out there, today is the day. Make your reservation for Valentine's Day night because despite all those great gifts, if you don't have your reservation in this week, all the restaurants are going to book up and your lady is going to be disappointed. That's a good point. What day of the week is that this year? I even Tuesday. Know. Tuesday. Tuesday after the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a, probably a good time for me to take my wife out to dinner. That's a good call there. Literally writing that down. Tuesday dinner after I go to myfrontpagestory.com. All right. The Niners are in Philadelphia. It's 3 p.m. on Sunday. I will be on the sideline for Westwood One. Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner in the booth. The Eagles are laying two and a half. The total is 45 and a half, Steve. Love Kurt Warner. Um, I make these two teams exactly equal. I'll give Philly two for home field. That makes the game two. It opened a pick in some spots. If we would have done the podcast right at the openers, I would have leaned Philly. Now I'm starting to lean 49ers. I'll say this. I'm holding out. I'm holding out for that three. You know we love catching three when two equal teams play, Ross. It's not there yet. I think it could get there. As soon as three hits a plus three minus 110, I will bet the 49ers. So um, I got two things here. Number one, I could only lean the Eagles here, um, laying the two and a half. How often, Steve – is two and a half, is the spread even a factor? You mean landing one or two? Right. Yeah, um, it, it happens more than you think. Like this year, it's a, it's about 3% and 2.5% that it'll land on the one and the two. So that's about a 5.5% of the time. So one out of 20, a team will win, but win by only one or two points. Got it. Well, a couple of things. Number one, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I think the fact that the spreads for these two games are what they are indicates it's going to be a good game. I'm teasing the 49ers up to plus eight and a half, and I'm pairing it with the Chiefs up to plus eight. I think, you know, we didn't get great divisional round games. I think we're going to get very competitive conference championship games. Mahomes is going to play. Now, he might not be running around, but he's going to play. And I, I love the idea of getting the Niners at eight and a half and getting the Chiefs at eight. So I've got a two-team, two-unit teaser. Niners up to eight and a half, Chiefs up to eight for two units. And I fully endorse that. In fact, I, too, am going to go two units. Wait for it here, Jack. This is indeed a best bet. The best bet. 
That's the way to go, I think, for conference championship weekend is to uh, – that's the way to go is to get in these these best bets, these teasers as a best bet. Uh, as for the game, I would only lean Philadelphia. I think they're the better team. I think they're playing better. I think they're playing at home. I think they're going to win the game probably. Probably by a field goal, maybe a touchdown. That place is going to be a buzzsaw for Brock Purdy and the Niners. I'll just say this. I'd be very impressed by the Niners if they won this game. Very impressed. Eagles have one of the best rosters I've ever seen. I mean, they really do, Steve. Look, you know, I grew up outside of Philly. This is the best Eagles team I've ever seen. That doesn't mean they'll win this game. doesn't mean they won the Super Bowl. You know, these are not seven-game series. These are one-game. But here's how I look at it, Steve. If this is a seven-game series, boy, I think the Eagles win it like four to two. You know, I, I, I think they're better. But anything can happen in a one-game scenario. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's an awesome coach. We'll see what happens. So I would just lean to Philadelphia, lay in the two and a half. But obviously, you guys know I think it's going to be a close game because I'm taking the Niners up to eight and a half with the teaser. Steve and I are. You All know, right. The irony here, Ross, is that we just spoke about the reaction even pro betters have to one week. So the Eagles look great. The Niners, not so much. And now you're saying, well, the Eagles are playing better. I agree last week. But the body of work, when was the last time the Niners lost a game? I mean, the Niners have been playing much, much, much better than the Eagles over the past eight weeks. Now, I get it. You can argue, well, the Eagles had home field pretty much wrapped up and they were coasting to the end. And I think that's a very valid point. But also, the Niners played a much tougher team. I mean, the Cowboys are way better than the Giants. So you can't forget that either. Cowboys are good. I mean, the Cowboys... There were six teams I thought had a chance to win the Super Bowl, and the Cowboys were one of them. Um, but they're gone. Now we go to the AFC, where, thank goodness, it's not a neutral site game. I don't like that idea at all. We'll get to the Bengals and the Chiefs. Now, I think, did this start out with the Chiefs minus one, and now it's Bengals minus two? Where did it start, Steve? Because it, 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 I know it's minus two. Bengals minus two now on the road, which is telling. But I know it started out, I thought I saw, I don't know if I saw the Chiefs plus one or minus one. The Chiefs started minus three. And what? They they did. And now, and I Hold hear Hold a this, second. Do the sports books not take into account Mahomes' ankle when they set the line? You hear all the time, Vegas knows. That's all you hear. Vegas knows. Vegas knows. Ross, Vegas has no clue. The betters know. I'm pulling up a bet I made. And, and I hear this all the time, like, oh, like, and it was so obvious that since he had the value, because is Mahomes even going to play? Um, but I, I actually submitted the plus three and I got denied that um, I, di- I didn't get the bet in. And I never do this. I don't know if you can see this. Boom. Here's my bet on the Bengals. Plus three and a half. Minus 150. All right. I bought the half point through the three. I never do this. But um I was so mad that I missed the plus three on the Bengals because I knew it was a great bet that I went ahead and bet plus three and a half lay minus one fifty, which is the same as really plus two and a half. Uh, just a bad line opening line at Caesars. They do a great job over there. But um, in this case, um, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I couldn't believe it because it makes sense, right? That all along Cincinnati 
um, hasn't been as good as Kansas City, but the Bengals are not just better. They're, they're significantly better right now with Mahomes compromised. The line I made, by the way, on this game, a 100% Patrick Mahomes, KC minus five. With Chad Henney, Bengals minus three. With Mahomes completely compromised, Bengals minus three. Interesting. Wow. Um, that's very interesting. So we already talked about it. We like the we like the Chiefs in a teaser with the Niners up to eight. Um, I'd probably I look, I think the Bengals are gonna win the game. So I would lean Bengals minus the two, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna tease the Chiefs up to plus eight. Any other thoughts? Totals 47, by the way. I do have a bet. We're going to bet this at DraftKings. I love the menu at DraftKings. They excel at this. They get up the team totals early and other options. I am playing a team total. I'm going Kansas City to go under 23 and a half points. It's minus 125. That's the current number. I just checked it. All the money is on the Bengals. All the money is on the under. That's telling you Mahomes isn't going to play, unlikely, or that he's going to play and he's going to be playing on one ankle. If he's playing on one ankle against that Bengal defense, I don't think KC gets to 24 points. They certainly don't get past 24. I'm going under 23 and a half points. Team total, Kansas City, two units. Wow. That's a pretty good bet, man. That's a really good bet. I think I'm going to go in on that with you. I have, I'm a huge fan of Bengals D coordinator, Luana Rumo. Huge fan of that defense. And, I mean, they scored 27 against Jacksonville, and Jacksonville wasn't even covering Travis Kelsey. And they scored 27. And a touchdown of that was Chad Henney, 98-yard drive. I'm with you on that one. That's another best bet. KC team total under 23.5. Two units, Jack. The best bet. And if you don't know who Jack is, you got to listen or watch the Ross Tucker football podcast. That is our producer for the show behind the scenes. Let's get to an email question here, um, Steve. Uh, gosh, some of these questions are so long. Guys, you're killing me, killing me, killing me. Okay. Big fan of the show. I have a question about value bets. This is from Joe Prizzy. This past weekend was the Champions League final in soccer. That's a long time ago. And some co-workers of mine wanted to make some bets with me. They liked Madrid, so I backed Liverpool. Liverpool was a minus 190 favorite at the time, but since I'm betting with friends, I got even money. My question is, what would be a good amount to bet in terms of units if I don't feel that confident about the outcome but want to take advantage of the value essentially going from minus 190 to plus 100, Steve. All right, so a minus 190 bet is going to win close to uh, two-thirds of the time. All right, we'll call it 65%. And at Pick'em, you only have to win 50%. So that's a 15% differential. That's an ROI. You double it. I won't go into why of about 30%. So the, the Kelly criteria and the math people say, Ross, you're supposed to bet 30% of your betting bankroll. So if you've got $10,000 that you're betting on sports, you should actually bet $3,000 on such a bet. Obviously, your friends aren't betting that much. So you, you bet whatever your friends are willing to risk with outstanding bets like that. 
So does that mean, Steve, you made the you said 30% is the advantage. So then you said, or 15% is the advantage. You doubled it. I don't really understand why you doubled it, but okay. And then you said 30%. Is that number why you bet 30% of the bankroll? Whatever your perceived advantage is, that's what that's the exact percentage you use for your bankroll? Yes. And like the extreme example, let's say you can bet the sun's going to rise tomorrow. Okay. At Pickham. All right. That's going to win a hundred percent of the time. And the no, and you're getting it at a 50% bet um, at even money. So that should you bet 50% of your bankroll? No, you bet double that. You bet a hundred percent of your bankroll. You bet every dollar you own because it's a certain winner. So that's why we double it in terms of the, in terms of the expectation associated with that but um, this is this is called Kelly Criterion betting. You can read up on that. Um, a lot of pros bet ha- what they call half Kelly. They calculate their expected edge, and if they think they should bet eight percent of bankroll, they only bet four because pros are notorious for overestimating the probability of winning bets. And so, a lot of people bet what's called half Kelly in terms of their optimal bet sizing. Interesting. I like it, Steve. That see how much of what you know is just your own stuff and what you've learned from experience and how much of it is stuff that you kind of read over the years, like, you know, trying to get knowledgeable. I would say three quarters of it's what I read. One quarter of it's personal experience. You know, I grew up with guys like, I don't know if you know who Anthony Curtis is. He runs a a website called the Las Vegas advisor.com that has outstanding nuggets on how to win gambling, how to get great deals on food. Ross, you talk about all your great food that you have um, in the press box. And I can tell you, like you come to Vegas, you, you treated me to a fantastic meal, but um, you dipped into the expense account. If you don't have that expense account, you go over to Ellis Island, you get some of the best barbecue for $20. Um, Thank you, Anthony Curtis, for um, providing me all these deals that are out there with his excellent monthly newsletter. Ooh, I like it. All right. Here's what everybody can do now. Follow Steve on Twitter at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL everywhere. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. If you want to see all of our bets in black and white for the whole year, it's patreon.com slash RT Media. If you want the greatest Valentine's Day gift ever, it's myfrontpagestory.com. If you're not sure where to spend your winnings from trailing me and Steve this week, uh, this year on our bets, Go to westshorehome.com slash Ross. Free consultation on the greatest bathroom remodeling of your life. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.